Shotzi Blackheart, and you're listening to City Wrestling Radio. What's going on, everybody? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this, well, this is the B-Show. I'm your host, Corey Smith, back in the Diamond Studio with my my beekeeping friend. Oh, oh, you're, okay, yeah, Michael Vergara. That's you, sir. You're a beekeeper. I'm the beekeeper now. Yeah. What was I What was I previously? Uh, the hornet's nest keeper. Yep, that's what they call me, Michael the hornet's nest Vergara. Well, you know, it's uh, it's one step down. But anyways. What? Okay, whatever. Up. I don't know. I can't figure that out. Whichever way you want to go. Do you want to go up or down? Uh, Up. Let's just sit right here and talk wrestling. Okay. But guys, thank you for tuning into the B-Show, wherever you're tuning in, whether it's SoundCloud.com slash Diddy Wrestling Radio, the other fine podcast delivery applications, or on our new home with our mini-sodes on YouTube.com. Um, check us out. Please subscribe. Mini-sodes. Yeah, mini-sodes, where you can find all the daily news that we post every day. Uh, a quick overview of the episodes we liked. Not really full details. If you want to check us out, our full shows, that's when you have to go to SoundCloud.com slash City Wrestling Radio. Yeah, get that comprehensive stuff. You know, all, if you just want, if you just don't have enough time in your day, you just listening to 15 minutes, boom, boom, boom. 15 minutes. Boom, boom, boom. No, boom. That's kind of a big ass, but you know what? That's, hey, your mileage may vary, but okay. Yeah, get on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, search City Wrestling Radio. Guys, if you want to follow us on Social media, follow us at CWR415, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's the best way to stay up to date with our brand new shows <clears throat> whenever we upload them. Full shows, mini shows. Hey, all of them. Mini shows? Mini shows, episodes. Mini- I was I had something in my throat, like a little bit of a little phlegm. Doesn't seem, doesn't seem mini <clears throat> to me. And, uh, yeah. Don't, don't get me sick, Corey. Anyways. No, no, no. It's from the coffee I'm drinking. It's like, you know, there's a little bit of dairy. Like a lump? Yeah. Should probably get that checked out. I probably should. Anyways, guys, this is the B Show. We're here to talk about NXT, NXT UK, and a little wrestling show and tell for you. But guys, before we get into it, let's get into some news. Wrestling news today for what's today's date? It's the it's the first it's March first. March first, guys. Happy March first. First is the worst. Wake up, wake up. It's the Second's first of the, the month. So get up, get up. It's the first of the month. Yep. Yeah. Mm, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Yep. yep. Uh, but let's kick it off the news today with there's a brand new writer to the WWE staff. What creative mind could they possibly have hired within the great machine of the WWE? Uh, Only the best and greatest minds, creative, creatively speaking, should be allowed into the modicum spectrum. So, that is WWE creative. Who is it, Corey? So this is Who per, is it? This is per Pro Wrestling Sheet. Dana Warrior has been hired by WWE as a brand new writer for the backstage um, staff. You don't look too happy about that, Michael. Michael, hello, are you there? No, no, no. I'm not here. No, I'm I'm not. I'm not here anymore. Uh, multiple sources I've say Dana uh, was at the television tapings this week and began working with oh, creative boy. talent to offer an additional female perspective. I will have to meet them halfway on that. I do like because she's idea. also a female. I do like the idea of having more females on the writing staff. Yeah, I mean, like, okay. I mean, Dana Warrior is a woman. Like, is that, is that the was that yeah okay all right fine uh, we're told uh, uh, pro wrestling she was told that this position isn't uh, permanent yet but if things work out um, they can cer- uh, certainly change you know Dana and uh, ultimate uh, that other guy that she married oh yeah the ultimate warrior they married back sometime listen I I don't really have much of a strong opinion about the ultimate uh, no, uh, no well no about Dana warrior as a person herself I mean 
you know, I think those Hall of Fame speeches really kind of just write for them, write themselves. Uh, and we just have to see what she kind of has to offer to the table. I'm not really sure. I mean, what? Because I feel like the women involved, like she's going to be there for the right, the for the like for the female roster, like right. I mean, it's, like it's there for or like a, a female perspective. I'm sure she's not going to be booking matches, but, you know, a writer for segments, I'm sure. Okay, Becky, right here, right now. I, I can't do a good Dana Warrior because I haven't really spent any, like, extended Hi, time. Hi, I'm Dana Warrior. Uh, the only thing I... That's okay, my best Dana Warrior. My only thing I can, like, think of say is that, like, I remember one of the uh, Ultimate Warrior... Uh, I think it was after the, it was the raw it was it was the raw after mania where he was talking to his daughters and just remember like the way Ultimate Warrior he was just like yeah no that's right because you're my warrior girls you mean the night before he passed away no I, well I didn't want to say that but yeah that's true that is also I mean true. yeah it, it is true it's it's the weirdness of the situation he was in Arizona when that happened and then like they were the day before they're in Louisiana <sighs> yeah that's that was quite a crazy forty eight hour period yeah. Yeah, and you know everyone has their opinions of the warrior, and I mean everybody has their stories. But Dana Warrior, if you I know creative, I creative stuff, like guy, but yeah, Dana Warrior. Uh, yeah, I d- we'll see what happens. Hopefully, good, yeah, WWE. Hopefully, this will be a, more of a positive, and WWE will have just like I said, more of a female perspective when they're writing storylines for women, um, because it's, it's also kind of it's also kind of a mix of you think it's just sort of also WWE, you know, Tate. Securing the warrior family, also like what they kind of did with it uh, with Vicky Guerrero. Yeah, I mean, kind of. I feel like they somewhat take care of the families when people pass away, like yeah. that too. Like, like you said, when Eddie Guerrero passed away, Vicky Guerrero was kind of taken. They gave her a position. Wing. They she was part of you know the GM staff. And she she met uh, uh, her next husband Edge. Oh yeah, that's true. That's um, true. And then, which was unceremoniously ended by way of Alicia did, Fox. And she dated Dolph Ziggler. That's true. That's true. She definitely has a preference. <laughs> yes, blonde, uh, blonde guys, blonde white guys. Yep. Apparently. Uh, but yeah, Dana Warrior. I guess hopefully yep. we'll see some uh, Dolph Edge, Eddie Guerrero. For a moment there, he you know had streaks. Whatever. He highlighted his hair. Yeah. Just like in the show and tell today. Who? Eddie Guerrero. Did he highlight his hair? Dude, maybe we watch two different matches. We'll get there, man. We'll get no, there. I remember I said I told you one spot, and you said that was. There. I went to the link. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on to our next piece of news. Uh, Ty Dilly Dilly Ty Dillinger. Probably the last time we're going to say that name here at City Wrestling Radio, until we're used to saying Sean Spears has hit Twitter and re- and just released um, just released last Friday has his, announced his last name is Spears. So hit him you think, baby one more what, time. What do you think is uh what do you think his finisher is gonna be? The hit hit them baby one more time? It's like it's right there, Corey. What? Sean Spears. Oh, it's a spear. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking Britney Spears, I'm sorry. I mean, as you always do. It's just it's where my mind obviously goes. Uh but Ty Dillinger has hit Twitter, said he's began accepting bookings for independent shows after May thirty first. Not 25th? Not 25th, which is presumably after the no-compete clause. Uh, the WWE, has, was apparently when his contract expires, it's also six days after Double or Nothing, All Elite Wrestling pay-per-view. Like I said, as for his name, the Perfect Ten has changed his name on Twitter, back to his old name, Sean Spears. Uh, looking forward to seeing uh, to Sean Spears on the indies. You know, it's going to be fun. Hopefully he'll be at some APW shows. As much as you, okay. Um, yeah. I want to get a picture next to that 
that haircut he has. It's a nice haircut. Yeah, didn't he have like a bit of a like a newscaster haircut? He too? had, he like had a really it, bad haircut for a while. It was like some stuff shaved into the sides. I kind of liked that. <laughs> it was it was pretty. It was kind of like the early days of uh, Andrade Cien Almas. Andrade, who's that? Uh, Charlotte Flair's boyfriend. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Sorry, um, I, she dates Andrade, right? Oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm dead. On His the name inside. is also Sean Spears. Um, next up on the news, a former Knockouts champion has re-signed with Impact Wrestling. Rosemary appeared on Impact's Wrestling, their Press Pass podcast. That's hard to, to say. The, to the joy of over of ten thousand people. Is that the? Is that how That's many the number they usually like you go. In. Yeah, pull in for. Good for them. We have ten. Sometimes Sean Spears would be happy. Sean Spears would be happy. Uh, Impact has hyped up the returning of a former champion. And then she, she then appeared, uh, was revealed on the Press Pass podcast with Josh Alexander, who has signed a three-year deal with Impact. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, Josh Alexander signed, also signed a three-year deal. So, two new signees to, uh, or at least re-signings to Impact. Yeah. Rosemary, I was hoping Rosemary would sign with All Elite Wrestling or something. It's kind of. One of those things I want to see, or at least see her on the indies more. You want to give her the Cody Rhodes one ear uh, on the hand uh, treat gift treatment? Yeah. Which is totally not overdone now on uh, Twitter. Oh, it's like every time they're like, ooh, somebody's asking about their contract. Uh, and then Cody Rhodes. Or so when someone changes her name on Twitter, oh, Cody Rhodes. Uh-huh, Cody Rhodes. That's literally that. That's how, if a gift can make us, if gifs can make sounds. That's exactly what that is. Cody Rhodes, all Yeah, Cody. I, I hate it's like before the platinum because I've gotten so used to the platinum blonde hair now. You mean bleached? It's platinum to me. It's not bleached. Come on, man. Bleach is a chemical. Isn't compound. platinum a little bit more silvery looking? Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. I just just don't know style, Corey. You know what? I'm tired of this. I'm out of here. No, I'm kidding. Anyways, that's that's all the news I have today. Yeah, I'm sure nothing like major is going to happen between now and when this releases. So oh, let's just hedge our bets right now. Best of uh, our best of luck to the Perry family too. Because, oh yeah, no. You know, uh, everyone, as everyone knows, you know Jungle Boy family's going through some stuff. But just from everyone from here at City Wrestling Radio, best of luck to the, to Jungle Boy and his father Luke Perry. Yes. Um, yeah, that's all. I mean, there's really not much to say about it. You know, Luke Perry suffered a stroke earlier in the week, and best of luck to the family. Yeah, that, it really it really goes. You know, you know, people take care of yourself and each other. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> let's get into our uh, NXT and NXT UK recaps. Uh, let's kick it off with NXT UK, right? That's because that's a very stacked one. That's what we do. So post access. Um, uh, first of all, overall, um, I thought. See, that's the thing is that we're still post access. I'm getting a little tired of this. I think it's the last week of it, but it was a stacked show. Uh, one of the matches was kind of a big letdown, um, and that. Do you want to just get into it? No, no. I mean, I'll get into it. But overall, uh, there's a lot of things that happened on the show. No, you know, no titles change hands. Oni Lorkin looking great. Um, what else is new, Corey? What? There's Oni Lorkin. But yeah. I just feel like they they could have been booked a little stronger in that that main event match. Okay. Anyways, let's get into the full review of NXT UK. Uh, we kicked it off with Tyler Bate versus Jack Gallagher. Um, this is the match I was saying that just, ugh, ugh. 
it, it like you look at it on like on paper, it looks like it would be a good match. Yeah, um, some some limbs will get messed up. That's the thing. It was all like very technical and slow paced, and I'm just wasn't a big fan of it at all. Are you are you are you into that sort of thing anyway in the first place? Like I like when Zack Saber Jr. can do it. Because it looks a little bit more methodical, it looks a little bit more dangerous. Also, his look kind of warrants it. He's like a he's like a literal snake when he whenever he manipulates people's limbs. He's a snake. He just slithers all over your body. He's a snake. Uh, yeah, he um, and he's also a fantastic wrestler. I'm not saying Jack Gallagher and Tyler Bate aren't. Oh no, both very talented individuals. Uh, but the two lock up. Gallagher takes over with a series of hip locks. Hip locks. Uh, Gallagher then wrestles out with a hammer lock and verses into a modified head scissors. Gallagher then crab walks around the ring for some reason. Uh, arm lever extension to Gallagher. Back and forth arm uh, fourth locks. And then uh, we get a roll-up victory <laughs> by Tyler Bate. Excuse me. So it's just a roll-up victory after a bunch of back you know, and forth locks. I mean, I have, I'm sure, like, it's, 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 it, it, listen, this is a thing that this was just a, they could have easily just had your eight, like your typical WWE style match. Chin lock strikes, chin lock strikes. Um, I'm willing to believe that, hey, like Gallagher and Bate were just like went up to each other and says, hey, we're both very proficient in this certain skill and certain ma- in this certain match. Let's this is an access taping. Let's just try something. And apparently you just weren't into it. But yeah, uh, no, it's fine. I mean, it but it's, it's definitely it's, things yeah. like that happened and we move on, you know? Yeah. You and were le- disappointed. Yeah. It's yeah. It's wrestling, though. Ups and downs and all around. But it keeps going. And it keeps going. Just like us, we keep going. Next up, we have Travis Banks. He's at the UK Performance Center. He's attacked by Jordan Devlin because, ooh, that Jordan Devlin, he's a wily one. My name is Jordan Devlin. And he loves to fight. That's every it's like Irish every person. yeah. My name's Becky Lynch, and, and I, I love, love to, to fight. fight. Actually, that actually. My works. name is Finn Balor, and I love, love to, to fight. fight. My name is Hornswoggle, and I love to fight. I love to bully around the other talent. Apparently he was a big bully. I don't know. That's what I heard. My name is Seamus, and I love to fight. Uh, next up, uh, after Travis Banks is attacked by Jordan Devlin, we get a Walter video package. And after that, we get a Nina Samuels video package. Yay! What's her thing, Corey? Uh, she wears pink, apparently. Okay. She hasn't really said anything. She had one match a couple weeks ago. It's like about a month ago, I believe. And she looked all right. I think, who did she go against? I think, was it Zaya? Might have been Zaya Brookside. And she beats, she pins Zaya Brookside. Don't they like point at each other too? It's like, ah, you look like me. No, you look like me. No, that was Candy Floss and Zaya. Oh, okay. No, forget yeah. my ignorance. Uh, next up, we have an Eddie Dennis iPhone promo. He says that adversity motivates him, and he's going to be back to tear up NXT UK sometime soon. He got injured? I don't know. Okay. Apparently, he's just like, no, I'm taking some time off, but I'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> don't, don't you worry. I'll be back. Uh, next up, we have Cassius Ono. Versus uh, the Walter. See, Walter. See, now this sounds like a banger. It was an okay match. That's okay. the thing is, Cassius Ono is starting to feel like he's a little on the decline. He's, you, know. He's, you know, he's just. He, but there were some good spots. Let's get into it. Uh, the match started with a test of strength between the two men. Cassius Ono um, tries to chop Walter, but Walter gets pissed off. He shoulder tackles the hell out of Cassius Ono. Big boot to Cassius Ono. Nigel says Walter reminds him of a young Andre the Giant. Which, kind of. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? Uh, Walter? Yeah. Andre the Giant? Young, they young both Andre dress the Gi- similarly. Young they Andre. Kinda, but young Andre is very skinny. They yeah. kind of have the same physique. 
Like where it's just where it's very lanky arms, but then just wide body. Yeah, Walter's not. I don't feel like. Oh, Walter's. He's German. He's probably chugging that beer with Wiener Schnitzel. Mm. I don't know. Anyways, uh, side slam to Cash Sono on the side apron. Long headlock to Walter. Back and forth strikes. Ono then gets on the top of the ru- the top of the ring post. Goes for a moonsault on Walter and misses. Yeah, Cash Sono went for a moonsault. It's not the only person oversized person that went for a moonsault this this week. Oh. We'll get there. Uh, and then, yeah, a powerbomb to Cash Sono for the pin and the win. Walter still remains. He's undefeated, right? I believe so. I, believe, I mean, yeah. given how long he's been signed with the company, I he's, hope so. He's going to win that NXT UK championship, I think, at Mania. The Mania weekend. Cause it's, I think it's going to be an amalgam of the two brands, right, at Mania weekend for TakeOver. Well, for at least, as far as I'm concerned, at least just the UK title. I believe so, yeah. That's it? Yeah, okay. Yeah. They might, I mean... You never know if they have the tag titles defended over there, the NXT UK tag titles. The Grizzle Young Vets. Ooh. Um, next up, we have a Legero iPhone promo. He tells Joseph Connors to that he took his eye off the ball, and he's more more than happy to show the NXT UK universe that he can beat him again. Next week, we get Legero versus Joseph Connors again, and also we get Travis Banks versus Jordan Devlin in a last man standing match. Travis Banks versus Jordan Devlin? Last man standing. Okay. That'll be fun. That'll be fun, exciting. But our, let's move on to our main event: Lorkin and Birch versus the Grizzled Young Veterans. They're um, is that what they're G Y V? Yeah, give. Yeah, give. Uh, give. G Y V. Uh, Drake and Lorkin start the match. Uh, Drake and then Gibson distract the ref at one point with a fake tag, just so uh, Drake can get the uh, thumb in the eye to Lorkin's to to blind him. Ooh, those grizzled young veterans, they're they are conniving. Uh, the vets then beat down on Lorkin and Birch for a while. Uh, Birch then takes out both vets by himself. Knee strike to Drake. Ticket to ride to Danny Birch, but a kick out. Doomsday device to Lorkin. Eventually, we get a nice little spot where, um, was it? Oni Lorkin has a single leg crab applied to James Drake. While Zach Gibson has the Shankling Gates applied to Danny Birch, the two men stare each other down, and that's when... Gibson then beats down on Oni Lorkin for a bit. We get a high-end DDT to James Drake. Uh, kick out, which I was actually surprised because that's their finisher, isn't it? The high-end DDT? Uh, yeah. Lorkin and Birch? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The assisted DDT. Yeah, like, it's kind of like a, um, what is it? What is Magic it? killer. Yeah. But they do a DDT instead of flipping them over. Oh, sounds painful. Yeah. Uh, then we get a ticket to Mayhem to Danny Birch and the pin and the win. They retain their NXT UK championship belts. Or titles. Titles. I'm sorry. Titles. Um, belt keeps your pants up, Corey. <laughs> uh, yeah, two belts will keep your pants up, and then you can fight with one, too. Uh, when that happened? Uh, <laughs> exactly. So that was NXT UK from NXT, from NXT wow, UK. Wow, really just USA. breezed through this. I mean, what? there's there's no real advancements of storylines. It's just a bunch of matches because it's still in access. Exactly. Man, how many weeks has this been? Like four? A month's it's worth? Been, I think three at least. It's been three. Ugh. Oh, yeah, because last... Ugh. Four? No, I think you're right. Four weeks because last week. And if you think about it, too, like how many weeks have we seen Travis Banks? It's cost effective. I'll, I'll give him that. How many times have we seen Travis Banks? Or not Travis Banks, but um, Tyler Bate. How many times have we seen Tyler Bate wrestle in the past like month? Probably yeah, like you know, five. you just like, oh, like, you know, just like overload it, overload it, and then just get like kind of an extended break until these, you know. And these tapings. were all felt over one weekend, too. Yeah, and he's still got to be in those uh, NXT tapings because the Dusty Rhodes classic. Listen, so. baby, okay. the Dusty Rhodes classic, yeah. <laughs> 
Let's move on to some NXT, baby. Michael, what did you think of the show overall, baby? Uh, well, you know, this was the... You weren't prepared for this, I know. Well, this was the first NXT episode shot after the great NXT call-up calamity of 2019. So that was something to really look forward to, see how uh, how Satin and H would handle this, this uh, off-the-cuff situation of having your four best men in the roster be suddenly gone mm-hmm. to a- the main roster. That field trip, that school bus is not coming back to full sale. Seems like they're, they're trying to write off some people now. Um, not really just write off, but then like they, it, it's more... Finish up storylines. What I'm like, what... Like that Johnny Gargano promo that we start off with, it was the way he started. Um, it's been an interesting couple of weeks. Like it's more of like a hey, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. We know now that this has been quite the happening in regards to what's you know with the remaining roster collapse. Yeah. But nonetheless, um, this is NXT February twenty seventh, two thousand nineteen. Morrow promises this this episode to be, and I quote, "En fuego." Johnny O'Gargano opens the show. He enters without the North American title. Nigel, of course, makes the Oliver Twist reference because England and repeats the phrase, please, sir, can I have some more? You know what I thought, though, real quick? Velveteen Dream, he should change that strap from red to purple. Probably will. Uh, It's going to be the Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, Johnny says it's been an interesting couple of weeks. Not only did he show what NXT is all about, but show what he's made out of on Raw and SmackDown, which got light booze because, you know, know, we're the real brand here. Whatever. Uh, he said that Johnny Wrestling was back and that we climbed the mountain and saw Johnny champion, but failed his first test. He failed himself to Johnny failure chance, and more importantly, he failed all of Full Sail. He still feels like a champion, but the harsh reality is he doesn't have a championship. He comes to, uh, He's come to realize and that the only reason he's had success and then <sighs> Ciampa's music plays was because himself- of... Yeah, that's when Chompa comes out. Chompa's, and it's good timing, too. Well, for, you know, didn't you hear that? Oh, actually, kind of, I feel like we forgot about his news. What? In regards to Champa, according to Dave Meltzer, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Oh, like, shoulder injury. It, it's not a shoulder. It's apparently he's suffering a neck injury. Um, he's suffering a neck injury, and his timetable is, as of yet, unknown, and he could probably miss TakeOver. I mean, it will be fine. <sighs> I... You know, like Chomp- we don't know, we don't know him that much. Oh, Champa, my Champa will be fine. I'll hold you to that, Corey. Uh, Champa says Gargano is best when Champa is at his life, or when he's around. Uh, they went on Raw, they went on SmackDown. DIY chants are heard. Champa offered Gargano help, but Gargano took the high road and lost. Champa says it doesn't have to be a bad thing, and that they said they need each other. He says his destiny, and that he's holding the NXT title while Johnny holds nothing. Chopper then talks oh. about yeah I know right. Chopper then talks about Regal's announcement of the Dusty Rhodes Classic NXT Takeover New York ends the same way, and if they're on the same page, it ends the same way, uh, which is them winning with each other side by side champions. Yeah, wow. I kind of I kind of cut off my own line there. Uh, Chopper extends his hand to DIY Chance. Gargano then shakes his hand to Yes Chance. Chopper's music plays and comes off as pro wrestling's Rasputin once again. Because that's what I think about now. Like you just look at Chopper's face and I'm like this is a he's a mixer. You know, he's a guy who just like manipulates things to get his way while he's still yeah. clutching the NXT title. Which he like buys CDs for really cheap and it sells it for a little bit more. Yeah, that that, that, that damn Rasputin. Yeah, no, I thought. I honestly thought, like I said earlier, the segment that, like, no doubt in my mind felt like Zetton H had to think of, like, something for this feud to end because of the call-up. But I also thought it cast a shadow for the questionable nature of the status of one Tommaso Ciampa mm-hmm. because of his reported neck injury. Yeah. Like, shit, dude. Like, the storyline could go another year. So this takeover, this isn't takeover Brooklyn. This is takeover New York, correct? 
I mean, that's what they're calling it. it seems like they're Brooklyn. calling it New York, so I don't. They never refer to any other takeover as takeover in New York. They refer to it as Brooklyn. So that's just it's interesting that they're calling it that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, interview segment. We get Kathy Kelly and Ricochet fresh off his senior prom. Uh, Ricochet says, "When you fight undisputed era, you better be prepared to fight oh, all four of them." I love how you mentioned that because he literally is in like this nice burgundy red suit with a nice little fl- like black. He had a cor- he, no, a what do you call it? A corset. A corset. Yeah. Uh, except like not the one that's like wrapped around his arm or anything. No, that's called something else. Yeah, Anyways. I forget. I had to buy one of those. They're not cheap, dude. No, I mean, I just from, got drunk on my prom night in 2018. I mean, in 2011, money it was probably not cheap. Yeah, he says no sweat because with Alistair by his side, he feels comfortable comfortable going to that fight. Uh, that sounded better. Listen, baby, Alistair and Ricochet, they're going to come and they're going to wrestle in the tag team, baby. And that if Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish is in it, then Ricochet better go to Regal and tell him that they're in. Now, excuse me, the limo is outside and I haven't even made the, my direct deposit yet. Casey exactly can't. what he said. Oh, oh my God. You look so great. Casey, Casey. like, oh honestly, my God. Like, like, you know, uh, oh my God. Oh, I, I'm about to ask you something. It's like, like it's our go, prom night, and like, oh my God. Like, yeah, I'm just like, with you. I can't. It's just magical. Okay. It's just like, oh my God. Oh, thank you. <sighs> She's Come like, here. what do you think? <laughs> what do you think, Ray Ripley? <laughs> go watch that Casey Catanzaro uh, Ricochet video with Ricochet reacting to Casey Catanzaro's Royal Rumble performance. It's up there on YouTube. It's great. Yeah, you'll know what we're talking about. Uh, we get Chop and Gargano outside, and Candice LeRae sees them together. Not being scripted to say any actual words, LeRae goes all, <laughs> no, no, all right, okay, no, whatever. Really? 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 Okay. Really? Yeah. Really? Just taking Miz classes, I guess. Like, what do you What do you want me to do? Yeah. He's my friend. We've all, we've all been in that situation. Yeah. Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah, a.k.a. A reminder that NXT just happens to be a developmental brand regardless <laughs> of who they sign, versus Tainara Conchi and Zia Lee. Conchi and Lee. Tainara Conchi, lightweight, has a banger. Conchi Lee. Yes. Uh, I th- listening to the, I thought Tainara Conchi, like lightweight, has a fucking banger of a theme where it's just a, go to be like me. Oh, I do like her. Go to be dumb me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's um, a little. It, it's, it's it's weird. It doesn't like, fit with her her look. It's like though. a British rap. It's like the it's like British rap where they just. God, every time I watch NXT UK. Okay, cool. Calm down. Uh, Rizlock takedown from Conchi standing switch. Tynara holds Bourne's legs and yells, "Latinas do it better, honey." And Aaliyah says, "No, they don't." <laughs> Which I, you know, classy. No, no they don't. Yeah. Uh, they Conchi don't. yells out, "Yes, they do." Okay, they do. Yeah. Uh, Percy then says, probably forgot to mention that Tainara Conchi is a black belt in judo, which Mauro laughingly replies, I just did, sir. Which, you know, that's always, uh, that was just something off the cuff that you'd rarely ever expect from Mauro. Like, yeah. that dude is always, st- he sticks to what he's saying, no matter how ridiculous it is. Um, yeah. But, yeah. It, but. it seemed weird, too, because it also seemed like one of those lines that probably could have been edited out. But they just kept it anyway. Yeah, they could have took more, but they were like, nah, fuck it. Yeah. Um, Mauro's great. Monkey flip into the full mount for a two count. Uh, Conchi then does knee bar on Bourne from the apron on the ropes before the five count in which Conchi rolls out to the ground quite gracefully. Aaliyah then grazes Conchi with her foot because calling it a, calling it a kick would be an enormous disservice to combat sports aficionados around the world uh, listening to this. But unfortunately, like, Conchi sells it. Yeah. So it's just like it. her foot taps How many times Conchi have- lightly, but then she still sells it, even though like it just barely looked like anything. You know I think it's great? How like everyone's like, ugh. Like a lot of people really do view WWE as like the be-all, end-all of wrestling. Like the, the Oh, this notch. is where the best people ever. Yeah. But then you look at like how many times in the past like month have we been like, that didn't even hit. Like 
that was way off. Like I said, this was just a reminder that NXT happens to be a developmental brand. And now Ruby like Ruby Wright and Ronda Rousey. That's what I'm yeah, saying though, yeah. but then like you get like you get reminders of that and you just can't help but think like this should like I don't think this I think we like as like as fans or like as viewers People don't normally see NXT as like a developmental brand anymore. Like oh, it's no. it's a legitimate third brand, and so the people who you know, case in point, to the people in this match, like the, this is a Largo loop match. This is the ones where you put it on house shows as filler just so they can get better. But I guess as a way to get television experience because they you know they got to work the hard cam. Look at the hard cam, Leo Rush. Look at the hard cam, son of a bitch. Uh, so I guess that's one of the things why. Yeah. But I just I don't know, man. I just did not like this match at all. No, and what's I even worse man. was that. I mean, Nigel was covering it, was covering uh, Conchi when he says she was absorbing it. And uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Conchi sends Aaliyah to the floor. They build heat on Conchi. Born wraps her legs on Conchi's neck on the corner with strikes. Tag to Aaliyah to loud booze, which, like, I'm like, if Full Sail legit hates her, they need to, like, say nothing. And, like, they have to be smart about that. Because if they just straight up boo, like, you're going to get more Aaliyah because we want the heat. Like, look what the company I mean, you're dealing it's, it's, with. It's a little different, though. You're dealing Don't with, fight tri- fire you're dealing with, with fire. Triple H at that point rather than Vince McMahon. Uh, I mean, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Triple H I mean, I know is, mean, is, is, would be old-fashioned enough to say, like, you're generating enough heat. Keep her going. Let's get actual heels here. Uh, prolonged straight jacket, hold on to Conti, but gets out of it. Hot tag, ZLE. Alistair Black offense on both women with kicks and shit. Blind tag to Bourne as Lee O'Connor rolls Aaliyah to no count. Bourne then gets in and hits Lee with a near Jenna Maraska levels of punches, bent elbow and all. It looked dreadful, and she did it twice. Like one to Lee and one to Conchi. Yeah. Uh, Bourne holds Lee as Aaliyah cutters Lee into Bourne's knee for the pin and win. Aaliyah and Vanessa Bourne win. They, they're making Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah into a thing, and I, it needs to stop. Oh, come on. This match was dreadful. You're right. Mostly due to the fact that the more talented people, relatively speaking, were made to look like geeks. Like they they were made to look like geeks by the bigger, more legit (sighs) geeks. Right, but you can't you can't sit there and like hate on Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah. You know, hopefully they get better (sighs) in the next match. No, Aaliyah's been in this Aaliyah's been around for a very long time. Like she's been there like since when like Coheed and Cambria was a theme song (laughs) to NXT. (laughs) Ever since Coheed and Cambria was a thing. Mm. Yeah. But like you know, I, uh, Born Leo will probably be fodder for the banks and ba- for Banks and Bailey, God willing. Right. right. So, uh, well, yeah. I mean, since they did show up at tonight, you know, that's one thing we forgot to mention. That, but yeah, no, it's uh, no, we'll get there, Corey. Oh, we'll get, we'll go. Oh, no. uh, Velveteen Dream outdoor interview as Mansoor and With Ariel no Monroe. Belt. Yes. Uh, well, yeah. No. No title belt. So they had to keep it. They keep a question. Um. Or was I? Velveteen Dream Outdoor Interview as Mansoor and Ariel Monroe very naturally walks by him on the background. Very naturally. Uh, mid-interview, Undisputed Era interrupts as they call him Velveeta and VD, respectively. Velveeta uh, Dream! Like, listen, VD, and I'm like, ooh. Yeah. Uh, goddamn white boys. Adam Cole says the only experience he's going to feel is the one where Cole takes the NXT North American Championship from Dream. Dream says, such a big mouth on such a little man. Kyle O'Reilly is also overexpressing himself per usual as he hears these insults. He's like, all the time, like as Kyle O'Reilly is just, you know, being Kyle O'Reilly. Oh, dude, Kyle O'Reilly oversells the shit out of everything. Yeah. Um, And I love how... He's a tryhard. And it's one of these running gimmicks now that it's the uh, the Undisputed Era are coming up with multiple, like they have the little stickers on the shirts. All the time now. Because they're all so full. Because they're super full of themselves. But then that's their thing. 
It's just like, we have brand new shirts every single day, whatever. <sighs> uh, Dream says he has no time for Undisputed Era, which angers them. Especially Kylo showing all of his teeth, which I can like, I should probably make a <laughs> gif of it because every time you see it, it's just it's yeah. money. Uh, Kathy Kelly is in front of William Regal's door and basing all of that alone says he's finalizing the Dusty Rhodes classic bracket. Listen, baby, he's finalizing the bracket for my tournament. Uh, then we get a hot new breaking scoop as Io Shirai and Bianca Belair are in a shouting match as Serena Deeb escorts Belair out. So what could happen? Ooh. Next up, Dominic Dijakovic versus Keith Lee, PWG Battle of Los Angeles, Day 3, September 3rd, 2017 at the Reseda Recreational Center. Oh, wait, hold on. Wait, I, what? Wait, hold, wait. Nah, it's full sale. Nah, it's NXT. It's WWE. Okay. It's happening. Okay. Wait, you don't remember? What? Wait, sorry. What are you talking about? I was distracted was I was referencing... Never mind. Keith Lee. Now is the theme music where he sings it. All is well in the world. Uh, and Dominic, glory. Yeah, Dominic Dijakovic. Uh, you know, he has his uh, WWE SmackDown versus Raw 2016. The Arena Theme 4. And he, he, he airbox a little bit when he walks down the ring. He just... Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's the sound you make when you airbox. That's I'm right. tough. Yeah. Uh, chin lock on Lee. Lee tries to toss Dijak, but lands on his feet to cheers. I'm going to call him Dijak because I'm not typing Dijakovic constantly. Uh, Dijakovic. Uh, this is going to... As soon as I saw like Lee try to toss Dijak, but lands on his feet, landing on his feet, I was like, this is going to be a 205 Live match, isn't it? And as soon as I type that, Keith Lee lands on his feet off a monkey flip. Good Lord. Yeah, like As awesome crazy. as that was, like a man of Keith Lee's size, Keith Lee's size needs to not do that a lot right, right. because those knees are just asking for it. Uh, they stared down as the camera work mimics uh, Osprey and Ibushi, that Osprey and Ibushi tag match where it had like a close-up of uh, Dijak just being bewildered as he slowly turns around as like Keith Lee's just doing this cool pose and stare. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they trade strikes, forearm to Dijak, another forearm t- in the corner, pounce to the ounce from Lee, choke slam from Dijak to a two count. Dijak jumps into a double chest slap from the second rope. High press slam from Lee, spinning bicycle kick to Lee to the outside, and then a goddamn Asahi moonsault from Dijak from the second rope. This, Asahi moonsault! This fucker is 6'7", and he's doing this on an NXT television taping. My goodness. Yeah. They, both, they, they both sell this real hard to a point where they're both counted out. Five minutes. Ooh. This match was five minutes, and the first thing take I thought over, of... Take over, yes. take over, take over. Yes. I... As soon as like the, these guys, they're, they're they both none of them are going over at this taping. We're looking for we we got a takeover match, ladies and gentlemen. We, we got a takeover match. Like seriously, this was a match where you felt that these guys are just simply picking up where they started two years ago in yeah. their PWG match. Five stars, Melter, by the way. And uh, yeah, it's, it's we're back to business with these guys. Mm-hmm. They both get in the ring with chance of let them fight. Dijak leaves first, so I guess he's the heel in this one. Let them fight. Like, I don't want to do it right now. I think that's how Dominic Dijak talks. Yeah. Uh, final four entrance for the Dusty Rhodes Classic is announced. Alistair Black and Ricochet. Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. DIY. Mustache Mountain. Good fucking Lord. This thing is stacked. And, I, and we get to hear that really cool theme, too. Oh, and the Forgotten Sons. They were, I thought they were announced last week. Oh, were they? Yeah. I was talking about the whole bracket. Oh, no, no, no. You They're want there. the bracket? I got the bracket. Let's for go you. for the whole bracket. Mustache Mountain versus Street Profits. Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch versus Forgotten Sons. DIY versus Undisputed Era. Oh, Alistair Black good. and Ricochet versus Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel. Whew. I mean, like, for a classic, so stacked, like, I'm not much of a fan of the placement outside, like, certain other matches. Maybe they're just for common men. That's why. Yeah. 
But uh, I'm looking forward to it. But I mean, like, I forgot what I forgot the spoilers that I read. Listen, baby, there's a lot of things that are going to happen in my tournament. You just got to keep an eye out for NXT in the coming weeks, and then we'll do it at NXT TakeOver in New York, baby. You got a trophy with my pretty face on it. Listen, baby, I saw a picture of, um, what was it, NXT Arrival? It was one of the first ones. A-R-R and then I-V-A. Arrival. Arrival. Pat Patterson and Dusty Rhodes were in the crowd. It was just cute. Taxidermist Twitter Regal is back to horrify us all with the following tweet, and I quote, if Bianca Belair and Io Shirai both think they deserve an NXT Women's title opportunity in two weeks, they can fight it out, and the winner will go on to face Shayna Baszler at TakeOver New York. Oh, did you skip that? The, um, their confrontation? No, I talked about that. Oh, okay. I, I must have it. blanked out. Yeah. Uh, no use of Twitter handles for Bianca Belair, Io Shirai, or Shayna Baszler. Like, come on, Regal, get with the times. I, it does kind of annoy me, though, when especially when like there people read it as Twitter. When you read handle. it, like, at Baszler like, WWE. Like, oh, William at Regal. Queen of Hearts. Yeah. William Regal says, hey, at Queen of Hearts, if you really want to defend your hashtag NXT women's title, oh he doesn't say it out loud. He just at says. Kyrie Sane. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Sasha Banks and Bailey are in the house. They get the, just through, like, just boom. Okay. They play their theme songs. Uh, they brought their Raw Lower Thirds with them as well. What do you got to say? <laughs> that was one thing I was like, no, get out of here. This guy- get out of here, Lower Third. You do not have any right being here. Guys, remember Raw that you watched? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Iz- Izzy's there, and that was adorable. She was crying. That was adorable. It was a good callback. Uh, Sasha asks, did you miss us? She says, this is why you should never forget where you came from. I did like how Sasha, and just before, get off to, I'll get off on Izzy, but how Sasha, because you know how, you know, she's a huge Bailey fan, and Sasha and Bailey. Yeah, no, there was his, there's history between them. Like, so, no, I'm good now. Don't come and on I think, I think uh, Izzy used to talk crap to Sasha when she came down the ring, kind of, yeah. you know, in, in kayfabe. Also, it really goes to show how much... And then time has passed since that happened because Izzy's grown now. But then if you watch, if you watch back when that happened, like she was like being carried by her dad. Was she? Yeah. She was that young one. She was dude. Like those matches are almost four years ago. Wow. Yeah. She's like, she's probably going to high school. She's probably like, I don't care. 13 now. I feel uncomfortable talking about this. I know. Okay. Don't make it weird, Michael. It's because she's getting same training with, Never mind. Um, (laughs) She's a wrestler, okay? Uh, oh, God. Man. She'll be at APW soon, taking bumps, um, getting 3D. Getting from- super kicked <laughs> by the young book. You're going to get <laughs> Meltzer drivered. And it's going to be like oh. the ending. It's going to be the ending of uh, of uh, being the elite episode. Like, where? Oh, okay. Anyways. Uh, yeah, they talk about it. Never forget where you came from, all that shit. You deserve a chance. You know, the like. Yeah, uh, you know, they're there. All they said, shit. yeah, no, they, they got an enormous reaction. They did. They, there was a hot, it was yeah. a hot crowd. Cor- and why, and why wouldn't they? Uh, they said next time they're, the, sex, next time they're here, they'll defend these tag titles. They and, said they uh, might. <laughs> might. Uh, yeah, whatever. And I thought, yeah, this was cool. Like, it was, I mean, okay, uh, I want the Sky Pirates, but I'm, we're mostly going to get... I think we're going to get born in Aaliyah and, uh, <laughs> and Vanessa born. born. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Or we might get the... Um, or we're going to get a stare down after the born. The uh, uh, God, I was trying to think of a name for them. The the Nitruses and Shining Armor. I don't know. Shana you're Bez- trying to think of a name? Shayna Baszler's crew. The Horsewomen. And oh, she's yeah. the knight. She's the she rides two horses. She's, Bez- she's the queen of spades. Yeah, and that woman's a horse. What are you talking about, Michael? I'm Shayna fucking Baszler. Anyway. Anyways, let's move on. Main event time. <laughs> Mia Yim versus Shayna Baszler. HBIC, baby. Mia Yim is that HBIC according to her somewhere. theme, meaning head baddie in charge. Let's keep it classy <laughs> sure here. Sure it does. Sure it does. Mm-hmm. 
Technical man-based wrestling to start. Takedown ground and pound from Yim. A tope suicida from Yim. Yim stomps Baszler's hand into the steps. Yim misses a kick with her right leg onto the steps, and there goes your story of the match. Baszler works the ankle, stretching it, contorting it, stomping it. Kirifuna clutch attempts uh, from... Oh, wait. Kirifuna clutch attempt, but Yim catches the injured hand from earlier. Baszler then does the Achilles lock, but the injured hand prevents her from locking it. Tornado DDT from Yim. Yim attempts to run Baszler, but buckles as Shayna laughs with her mouth guard. <laughs> you can't run. You what can't are you going to do? I'm Shayna fucking Baszler. I can't go anymore. Uh, Yim then goads Baszler to give her the knee, like, give it, give it, because... In doing that, catches Baszler with a roll-up to a two-count. Eat defeat with the bad ankle, but her selling delays the count, so it becomes a two. Mm-hmm, storytelling. A gut wrench <laughs> suplex to Yim for a two-count. Nigel mentions the bad hand on Baszler, trying to massage it. Uh, powerbomb to Shayna for a two-count. Penalty kick to the Kirifuna clutch. Baszler uses her legs to prevent any movement on Yim's arms, so she has no choice but to tap. I thought this match was really great. Uh, it was a told match. a great story, showed a great struggle between two ladies that hate each other. I just feel like they they need to book um, Mia Yim a little bit stronger. Not in this match, but get have, she needs wins. No, I thought I thought Yim after got. This. I, no, I think Yim got like okay, yeah. After this, yes, but I thought Yim looked. Gr- I thought both ladies looked great. It had. It was just Didn't one of those. Didn't she lose it was, to someone else though recently? Uh, a couple weeks ago. No, I think she. No, I don't think so. I think she she won a match against Zia Lee. I think. Okay. Um, but what was I going to say? It was nice to see a match with actual consequences, consequences mm-hmm. within the within the realm of the story. Because sometimes you kind of fall into that trap where it just doesn't matter in the end. Right. In the end, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Next to UK, sometimes. Yeah. Uh, it it made Baszler look real smart and strong, and I think it was honestly I felt like this was one of her best matches. I fucking studied. Yeah. Like, I know what I'm doing. God, Dad. Overall, pretty good NXT. Uh, yeah, that was NXT. I uh, thought it was pretty good, especially you know for the panic mode cr- that creative probably has. I mean, like this is this isn't probably the first time like NXT had to like scramble over like right, uh, right. like say like an injury or I mean I can't think of any examples right now, but they really that they seem to have handled what they had in their hand relatively well. We'll they, see what's going on within the next week. I mean, losing four of your main dudes. Right. No, yeah. you know? Well, they, didn't, they haven't lost them. Yet. They haven't they're lost them, but they're also just, they're taping, they're, these tapings are putting those into considerations. And then you throw another monkey wrench with Ciampa potentially missing takeover due to a fucking neck injury. Like, okay. I do not envy the people who are behind NXT right now. Well, first, yeah. Um, Alistair Black has been talked about being brought up to the main roster for a long time now. Yeah. And, and same he, with Gargano and Ciampa. Um, I Ricochet, less, I, Rick, less so with Gargano and Ciampa. Re, uh, Ricochet and Black, I, I feel those guys are ready. I well, Ricochet's ready. I think Ricochet is being a little bit more on the fast track because he is more ready than anybody. I else. think Black is kind of on the flat fast track. He was the only. He He's was the only for a while. No, but he, I feel like no, no, no. In terms of just like a main roster like focus oh, uh, oh, as yeah. being in the main roster, I felt like Black was the only one with the singles match that day. Um, and you think about it, you could have easily well, Ricochet both. almost had a singles match, but they almost booked him to lose. Yeah, I mean, Gargano was supposed to have a singles match with Cesaro, and we fucking... Well, Matt Hardy was back, so fucking calm uh, down, okay? I mean, I guess they want to save it, because remember when Cesaro used to be, like, the final boss of NXT? The final boss? Like, in, well, more like, just, oh, he oh, was oh, the oh. one guy in the main roster that oh, wrestled in those cards. Back when, um, like... like him against Long. Sami Zayn, and, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean now. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's good, you know. What are we going to do? What can I do? I pulled a nail. Pick something off your shoe. That's what you can do. 
Oh shit, that hurt. But that's NXT. But let's move on. That was on. NXT. Let's um, move on to wrestling show and tell. Edge. This week. Yes, this week. Edge versus Eddie Guerrero. No DQ match. No disqualification. Uh, SmackDown Live, September 26, 2002. Very weird time in wrestling. Attitude Era has come and gone, and the WWE is finding new ways to top it. Case in point, HLA, hot lesbian action. First thing... <laughs> okay, on it, has th- a 13-year-old, I was like, huh? What? So I upload... So, Corey, I upload this episode of SmackDown, yeah. September 26, 2002. Yeah. And you get that, you get the little signature. First thing I see, hot lesbian action. <laughs> Which is a recap of the Unforgiven pay-per-view the night prior. SmackDown GM and Stephanie McMahon in a feud with Raw GM Eric Bischoff. Hot lesbian action, es- action escorts Eric. And as they were about to make out with Stephanie, because apparently Stephanie lost a bet on uh, oh, episode. Is, is this one she made out with? Shh! Uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Which was most likely uh, no. The 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 whole stipulation was that she was going to make out with uh, with somebody of Eric's choosing in the Unforgiven pay per view. So which so is Stephanie had to mooch somebody, which was most likely the selling point of the forty dollar pay per view of this because you know um, wrestling. Yeah, uh, he assures that Stephanie Consent. is. So as soon as the hot lesbian, as soon as the lesbians uh, slowly approach Stephanie McMahon. Eric stops them. He assures that Stephanie is going to experience the most humiliating thing in her life. So he finds, and I quote from Eric Bischoff, not me. Do not take my, my, uh, my words out of context here, Corey. The ugliest, fattest, most physically repulsive lesbo I could find. And so he does. Stephan- then Stephanie, Stephanie does indeed make out with said ugliest, fattest, most physically repulsive lesbo that B- Eric Bischoff can find. Like, can you imagine Eric Bischoff just like going around the streets? I need to find a lesbian who's ugly, uh, who's also named Hildegard. Uh, Bischoff loses his collective shit as this is going on, but at first glance of the ass, he gets pissed. He just realizes something. The lesbian making out with Steph then super kicks Bischoff and is revealed to be Rikishi. And then JR, God bless his heart, having to call this, describes the angle as, Hildegard is not the world's biggest lesbian. Hildegard is Rikishi. (laughs) Bischoff is then stink face for what JR says is the longest, most sustained one yet. Yeah, that's great. Rikishi. I love it. So that's your wrestling show and tell for the week. Aguero versus Edge. No disqualification match. Again, I just wanted to provide context in the buildup of this. Actually, so yeah, when trying to find a buildup for Eddie Guerrero versus Edge, from what I can mostly you can go conjure back and watch up, the old SmackDown. Match. Yeah, no, I didn't want to do that. <laughs> um, what what uh, Michael Cole and Taz, the your commentary team of SmackDown at the time, said was that I think Eddie Guerrero interfered in a match involving Edge, and so these yeah. guys are having a match. Doesn't matter because. The match was awesome anyway. That's all you really need. Edge and his WWF forcible entry song by Rob Zombie. Here on my Durango. My number five. You Never love gonna song. stop, man. Never gonna stop. Oh, my God. My LimeWire downloads was in full force tonight. <sighs> forcible entry. What a name. WWF forcible entry. It's like Vince McMahon was just trying to find ways to not say rape. And sell it. Oh, sorry. Uh yeah no it's 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 bad it's a really bad it's name. a really I mean like force WWE rape 
that's a that's a that's actually uh there was a podcast uh that actually i'm actually referencing to when they were talking about this where a guy does like a prolonged uh impersonation of vince mcmahon where he just calls it but uh forcible entry like what think about it like there was a meeting involved like what are we gonna it was call all, it was also the, the early 2000s <sighs> it was the early 2000s no who possibly that was never a good idea who possibly thought ah, whatever there was also a band called Huba Snake on the market, and oh wait, then then the thing that's complete, then it absolves everything. Yeah. Yeah. Slipknot was think, was popular. So was there? Two, you think was there two versions of Forcible Entry? One with the WWF logo and the WWE logo. You think both of them were released? Because yeah, that they, they were, because they were both released, weren't they? Because I feel like the one with the WWF logo that that could be like a really big collector's item. Oh, probably. But it's one of those was like in the middle. Items. Yeah, it's one of those collector's items. Like. Oh, they made a ton of these, and then like it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they're they're kind of rare, but like you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I it, very. Let's just say like this. I'm very nostalgic of this certain era of yeah. you know yeah. butt rock being butt rock, and me being in fifth grade and really liking whatever theme song WWE had in mind, like the Xies. Remember that one? No. Anyway, uh, album review someday. Book it. Real Player 1 versus Player 2 vibes as Eddie has the red tights and Edge with the blue. Uh, leapfrog into a monkey flip to Eddie. We hear a woman getting murdered oh in this God. match as well. That's what I forgot. Dude, this woman in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> and like, nobody's paying attention. There's somebody getting, hello, there's somebody getting murdered out there. Yeah. And the one thing I will point, about, point out about this crowd, this was still at a time where oh. not everybody was a fucking mark in that crowd. Because, okay, I mean, okay, hold on. You look at nowadays, everybody has a wrestling shirt on. You see what I'm saying? Everyone has a, you can spot like 15 Bullet Club shirts nowadays. You could spot, oh, that's everyone, all the Stone Cold shirts. You can spot them all. This isn't a time where people legit like just showed up and went wherever they're wearing. And it was like a little bit, I don't know, it felt like a little bit more of a a casual fan base. I mean, because the t shirt game in wrestling has changed. Like, that's, that's their, that's like, Either number one or number two in terms of like income for like no I know a lot of people like that's that has become like an empire in and of itself. But just so seeing people just that ramps like that up ramps shirts. up yeah no that's I have no doubt like and it's also where it's not there aren't many chants it's just a lot of noise and to me right. I feel like that is way more effective than anything like than any chant could possibly like right, right, convey right. because like when Edge came out to the Madurango yes 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 that, that's on. Um, yeah, no, he got like an incredible reaction. Yeah, and then, yeah. You, and then Edge, he looked so young. He looked super young, a little baby. And that's when we were the Edgeheads. Yeah, no, there was a late. <laughs> yeah, that's when they they called us the Edgeheads. And I think no, and before that, Eddie Guerrero made his entrance uh, to Latino. with his um with his high with his blonde highlighted t- um frost me Latino with a very with a very tasteful sign saying Eddie mowed my lawn. Uh, mode spelled M O E D. Hey, Moses, like yeah. <laughs> yes, you know it's two thousand two, late two thousand two. Like I said, it was a different time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Funny how we're at that point of our life. We're like two thousand two was a different time. Two thousand two thousand ten was a different time, man. Jesus Christ. Uh, Eddie sucks. Chant. Eddie tries to pin Edge, but with great psychology, uses the ropes because the ref won't give him shit over it because it's an ODQ. Oh. I thought it was awesome. Uh, what did you think of Colin Taz? Uh. Uh, Cole, I've, Cole was okay. I felt like Taz was a little off his game in this match. 
He was, but I do I mean, like this how is, he calls. This was, okay, like if you think he was off of his game here, what did you think of him in TNA? <laughs> oh, I didn't. I don't watch TNA. <laughs> oh my god, he! If you thought he was bad, you should watch hey, him in TNA. Whoa. He's better. In, no, I doing, liked. I really liked Taz. I like how he's doing better now that he does a podcast. But I didn't. Never really believed him as a yeah. commentator. He always yeah. called moves, and I like that. Again, Cole, Michael Cole. Uh, I, we're gonna miss him when he's gone. He's I feel not, like Michael Cole. He's, he's a very. He's he is as much hate as he gets. Like he is very. Very good at his job, what, and it really like, sh- and it really showed in this match too. You don't like monotone Tom Phillips? No, I love Tom Phillips too. I mean, uh, you think he's monotone? A little bit sometimes. Uh, we'll get there, Corey. I'll talk with you after this show. Uh, Eddie builds heat on Edge, superplex on the top rope on Edge, electric chair on into the ropes. Down goes Eddie. Edge slides to the outside and pulls out the ladder to a huge reaction. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Edge with a ladder on his shoulder goes for Eddie's head, but directs it to the ref. Uh, chair to the back on edge. Surprised so many. Like it's was I'm, that the ref bump? Yeah, it was, okay. this was the ref bump where the guy get, gets lawn darted. Into, I don't get why there was a ref bump in a no DQ match. It, it happens. Anything can okay, happen. I know, but it just didn't make sense to me, especially since there was no reasoning for it. it kind of. When we yeah. came back from break, there was just another ref. Well, think. Well, it matters because if because during. Well, hold on, where am I? Yeah, no, it kind of does matter because in the middle of the commercial break, Edge. Spears Eddie, Edge Spears Eddie, and if that if he didn't take if the ref didn't take that bump, he could have immediately counted. And okay, then, okay, okay, okay. And so it could have like it could have ended with that, but then the ref bump. You happened. convince me. You convince me. Yes. Uh, excellent spill to commercial from Michael Cole as he yells, "Eddie's down! Edge is down! The ref is down! We got steel chairs and ladders everywhere! This roller coaster continues!" And then after Michael Cole says it, you got Taz squeezing in to get the last word, muttering, "No disqualification!" As they fade to black. <laughs> I thought it was great. Uh, like I said, mentioned earlier during the break, Edge spears Eddie, but Mike Kyoto arrives too late for the three, and we're back with Eddie punching Edge into the corner as Mike Kyoto replaces Mike Sparks. Uh, yeah, no, it's... there's this new referee, Mike Kyoto. Yeah, his obviously his first day on the job. Uh, no, it's not. That guy's been there forever. A sleeper hold from Guerrero, wrist lock, run to the ropes, but Eddie gets caught into a power bomb for a two count. I. The name of that move escapes me, so forgive my ignorance. The sunset for the powerbomb? No, the one where, uh, you know, the part Sami Zayn does this, where um, Eddie, like, he grabs the wrist of Edge, he slaps him on the chest, and then he runs to the ropes as he's holding on to the hand. Oh, yeah, yeah that yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yep. <laughs> Re- wrestling podcast, wrestling guys. Uh, Edge gets the ladder into the ring. Eddie dropkicks Edge as he holds the ladder. Eddie gets another ladder into the ring. European uppercut on Edge and lands on his back onto the ladder. Onto the ladder with a great sounding thud. I thought that looked like I thought that looked really cool. Um, Edge, Eddie sandwiches Edge between the two ladders and does a tope con hilo on Edge. Tope con hilo. Is it a tope? No, it's like a con flying. Hero. No, it's like a flying hilo. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Ty says it, so it must wrestling be Wrestling right. podcast. Yes, wrestling podcast. Great book of wrestling moves. We need to buy that on the Amazon. Wait, there, is there one called that? No, it's just an expression. Uh, we get Eddie Chance at this point. We get Eddie Chance at this point as he sells the back saying he's sacrificing his body to win, which I thought was a great call. Thank you, Mauro. Uh, no. <laughs> to, to count on Edge. No, he was calling pride fights in Japan uh, probably at this time. Uh, Eddie sets up one of the ladders, but Edge gets up. No, Edge gets up to the ladder as they exchange strikes, like that whole dramatic, they're both on top and they both, you know, hit each other. Eddie then mashes Edge's head on the ladder, top, on the ladder top, and then does a sit-out powerbomb from the ladder. In fact, I think this was the spot that, the spot the match was most famous for. I mean, that's, this is definitely the thing I would, like, pull out from. 
and I, I thought it looked great. Tremendous yeah. reaction. Eddie cross to edge for the pin. One, two, kick out. Uh. Eddie runs to the corner with Edge draped at the ladder, but Edge counters with a backdrop, and Eddie lands on the ladder. Eddie, and then Edge goes to the top of the ladder. Eddie springs to the top. Edge mashes Eddie's head on the ladder top. Execution from the top of the ladder. Pin. Win. And your winner, obviously, Edge. And uh, they get the bell ring, and then we also get Aromanarango. Yeah, it was a good match. I watch. Man, Um, Edge is best theme. Edge is best. Better than Metalingus. No, it's not. Fucking it, that honestly, like this was a period of time where, like, on this day, I I'll see clearly. Seriously, I watched this match and like, you look at Eddie and you look at Edge and you see these two guys at their most like physical and mental peak. Like you see, uh, like had Edge had Edge not, yeah, like had Edge not get injured and missed that missed in the entirety of two thousand three. Like that dude would have been like. He would he I wouldn't say he would be champion, but he definitely would have been a main eventer by at that point. Absolutely. Rather than him getting rather than him reaching that point around like they would have been using later. him to get heat. And so and he but then and with also with Eddie, like mentally and but then more importantly physically, he, this was this was at his prime because by the time Eddie got that championship from Brock, like you could tell yeah. his body was breaking down at that moment. Like now like mentally like he, when he was all up there, he he cared about his character. He cared about everything involving his matches and all that stuff. But unfortunately, like his body just could not catch up to it, and he would get injured all the time too. Yeah. At that point, but then this certain period of Eddie, where he was supposed to be, he was supposed to be feuding with Steve Austin, uh, fresh off the King of the Ring. Who Eddie? Yeah, Eddie. He was supposed to have a program. He was supposed to have a feud and with that's Steve when Austin, Austin. Left right, and that's when Austin famously took his ball and went home. I remember this because I remember being at um, Monday Night Raw in Oakland, California. Yeah. And I'm at the convenience line and this is when Austin left and Al hears dun 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 dude, everybody in the convenience line booked it back. And, and then all of a sudden, you want some Latino eat? Yes. Latino. Was that was like, that this this was a very famous Raw. Yeah, no, it was exactly. I was so I was like you got mad that Eddie Guerrero. I got worked you, you so got bad. You got mad at seeing Eddie Guerrero. That's how much of a heel that man. I got was. worked into a shoot. Yes. Oh, you hate, I just hate that happened. Yeah. No, I thought this match was great. Uh, I don't know how either man was pretty much skyrocketed into the main event scene almost immediately, but it was. But then this roster was really fucking stacked. Like your main event. I think your main event scene was like they were promoting Lesnar and Undertaker for that match for that Hell in a Cell match and No Mercy. Uh, yeah. Like I think. Yeah, Eddie helps helps match, himself, oh, yeah, no. Eddie helps himself up, and then they play his music to a standing ovation. And then immediately after this, I was immediately after this, they we get a promo graphic for a triple threat match between Kurt Angle, Chris Benoit, and Ray fucking Mysterio in San Diego, California. That's one thing. That's also an interesting thing to point out. They I were I wrote that down. Too. They were in San Diego, California, and yet Eddie was getting was you know getting Eddie sucks chance, which I thought was kind of surprising considering Yo, it's California. He- Heat. Seriously, the and, and this was during a time when Paul Heyman was like booking the shows, and he was really pushing that SmackDown. Six That's when match. he was the, the head writer for SmackDown. Yeah, yeah and like, it, <coughs> excuse me, like he was really pushing for this whole mantra of like SmackDown Six with uh, Kurt Angle, Benoit, Mysterio, Edge, Edge, and uh, uh, others. others, Undertaker. Yeah, Taker, and, and then Brock, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yes, and the SmackDown when you like. 
I you hear me like promoting like recapping like hot lesbian action like that was that was that was very much a raw thing and then you had SmackDown. Like, <laughs> raw has been you know the the it was the Triple H show. It was the Triple H writing since since then. Yeah, yeah. No, it's the. We, com- we complain about the booking now, and then we look back, and they had literally they yeah. tried to just book two women making out on TV. HLA, man. Yeah, HLA. That's but, the main takeaway. HLA. Uh, that was wrestling you. show, though? Wrestling show and tell. Thank you, Michael, for your wrestling show and tell. Next week. Back to my desk. Like, I'm holding. Like, <laughs> thank you, sir, for your wrestling show and tell. You may go back. Uh, yeah. You're off the conference call next. Michael has disconnected. I'm kidding. Dave Meltzer, Wrestling Observer Newsletter. How's it going, Hunter? Uh, hey, what's going on, Dave? How's it going? Good job, Under John. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Next week, wrestling show and tell um, is a match I like to choose because you know I couldn't think of anything, so I said, "What happened this week in wrestling history for next week, March eighth, twenty nineteen, and twenty? I think it'll be twenty two years ago now. Twenty two years ago, twenty two is going to be the match ECW. This is going to be <laughs> again Rey Mysterio versus Juventud Guerrero. Two out of three falls. Extreme." Lucha Libre. What year is this? Uh, 22 years ago, so like 1999, 98, 99. Okay. So. Mysterio yeah. was working for ECW at that? 96, I'm sorry. This is at Big Ass Extreme Bash 1996. Okay. So this is 23 years ago now. So guys, like I said, Rey Mysterio, Juventud Guerrero, two out of three falls, Big Ass Extreme Bash ECW 1996. Guys, before. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Before we get out of here, guys. There's a, uh, yeah, it's okay, Michael. We're recording a show, no, and that's, I know. that's what we do. We we miss something. We have a lot of birthdays to go through, okay, Michael? So okay. sit tight. Uh, today's March 1st, March 1st, 2019. March 1st, 2019. And there's a lot of birthdays to go through. Let's start off with number number six. We have six birthdays. Turning 32 years old, born in 1987. Happy birthday to the over-actor himself, Mr. Kyle O'Reilly. Happy uh-huh. birthday. Uh-huh. Born one year, he's uh, one year older than him. Born in 1986, Biggie. Happy birthday, Biggie! Uh, how many? Do you know how many cakes he would want? A lot of cakes. It's five. It's a lot. One ain't enough. It's five. Uh, what if he's ever gonna come oh, back right. to that gear gimmick? That was I always loved. Three that, ain't that, enough. I need five. Where he just do his finisher again, like which is a very heel thing, but then he just becomes a face again by counting to five. Yeah, it's great. It's great. It's great. Tennille Dashwood turns 30 years old today. Born in 1989. <laughs> Madurango. Born in 1990. 19- no, Michael, stop it. <laughs> Sorry. Born in 1971, turning 48 years old. Scotty Riggs. Happy birthday, Scotty Riggs. Happy birthday. Uh, born in 1955, turning 64 years old. Mike Tanay. Happy birthday, Mike Tanay. Yes, I very much enjoy your Vaporwave album. And turning 80 years old. Still 80. General Adnan. Oh, I'm- born in 1939. Yes, Iran. Number one. And that was just for today. Blah, blah, blah. Number one, America. Tomorrow, tomorrow's birthday. Yes. Octui. Yeah. General Adnan. He was uh, him, uh, Sergeant Slaughter, and who was the other guy? I forgot. Uh, tomorrow, April se- or March 2nd, we have two birthdays. Uh, well, one person celebrating a birthday. Deborah is celebrating her 58th birthday, born in 1986. Before I say anything, that what I probably said was probably an Iron Sheik promo, which, uh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Adnan, was, Adnan was not Iron Sheik. No, he way. wasn't. No. Yeah. Um, but also, we'd like to remember one person that passed away a while ago. He passed away when he uh, back in 2010. But Lance Cade would have been 38 years old tomorrow. Oh yes, no, Lance Cade uh, very played a very significant part in. Um, he he played a pretty 
Trained by um, Shawn Michaels. Yes, trained by Shawn Michaels. He was a big part of uh, Daniel Bryan's book as well. Really? Um, yeah, he wrote about him. Him and Were Brian they really close? Yeah, for the most part. He nice. just mentions him, but you could tell. I don't know. Sunday, March 3rd, is uh, two people. We sell two people celebrating. Ah. Two people celebrating their birthday. We have one person, Hanson of the War Raiders, turning 35 years old. Dun, 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 and dun, dun, dun. also born in 1981, PJ Black, turning 38 years old. Justin Gabriel. Okay. There we go. The Dare Wolf. The, yeah. He's from, he's, from, he's from South Africa. Oh, wait, no. that's <laughs> Wait, no, yeah. Justin Gabriel. Okay. Yeah. I got him confused with Justin Roberts for like a hot second. Yeah. Todd Gresham, you know. Yes, Jonathan Gresham. Um, also, Monday, March fourth, we have two people celebrating their birthday. Turning forty years old, Sarita. She uh, she wrestled in AAA under the name Dark Angel, but oh. she also is an NXT trainer nowadays. Oh, good for her. So there we go. And celebrating their thirty third birthday, former Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion Dalton Castle. Happy birthday! How man. old? Thirty three. Okay. For a second, I thought you said forty one. <laughs> Turning 96 years old, Dalton Castle. Happy birthday, Dalton Castle. Yes, the boys will probably get you something real good. Oh. On that note, let's get out of here, Michael. I got a wrestling show to go to. I got to listen to Edge's theme song. I'm probably at the show. Don't sing it when we go up because there's going to be a theme song. I don't have time to put in the Edge theme song. Uh, Anyways, guys, let's get out of here. For KCSF, for City Wrestling Radio. Sorry. No, I'm not going to do it. For me, Corey Smith. I am Corey Smith. And I'm Rob Zombie. And we'll see you next week for uh, the Raw Review. It's going to be me and Jose Oseguera and, I don't know, whoever else wants to show up. So, oh, God damn it. All right, we'll see you guys later. I got to get click this stuff. I right. that song so see you guys much. Later. Have a nice weekend, guys. Have a great weekend. And, guys, if you have anything you want to share with us, any indie shows you got to go to, maybe we're working on indie Signal boosting. Show. We're a signal booster. Yeah, si- yeah. Signal boost. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got a signal boost like I'm signal boosting. Ah, All right, get out of here, guys. All right, bye. Bye.